Coming up on Ministry in the Marketplace. The legacy and the histories of private education all across our land have really been used in times past to divide people. That's just a sample of what you'll hear from Trent Williamson, president of Harding Academy. And we really feel called that as a kingdom school, we want to bring people together. Ministry in the Marketplace. Times are changing for believers. A new day, a new paradigm is dawning for Christians in the United States. The political and social scenes are shifting. Persecution looms ominously on the horizon. Political correctness overshadows truth. Compromise is preferred to conviction. Truth is blurred, vision declines, and individual liberty evaporates. Is the future all gloom and doom? Does this spell the end of the church? Of course not. We serve a mighty God. His light has always shined brighter in the darkness. But it is a time to take a stand, to reflect Jesus Christ, and to make a difference where we live, where we work, in the marketplace. This is Ministry in the Marketplace. Real people, real lives, making real impact for the kingdom of God. And here with today's Ministry in the Marketplace is Reverend Richard Hamlet. We want to welcome you today to Ministry in the Marketplace. We want to look into the book of Judges, chapter 6, verses 14 through 16 in the Old Testament. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan or family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Well, we see here in the Old Testament God's visible community of faith. The people of Israel, they were under oppression. They were crying out for a deliverer. There was darkness everywhere. There was what we would call paganism and humanism and secularism within their culture. And there was one man named Gideon who one day heard a word from the Lord. And I want to share some observations with you today because today you may be that one person that God has in your ministry and your marketplace where you can be an influence for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, this is for you. So Gideon, first of all, was a man within his country. Now, I use man, transgender here, a man or woman that's called by God in a culture, in a space of time. That was Gideon. Gideon was called to be the judge of Israel, and this country at that time was in great desperation. Israel, if you remember, during the book of Judges, they would enter periods of prosperity, and then they would have sinfulness and rebellion and judgment, and then God would send a deliverer such as Gideon. And so here we see Gideon being called of the Lord to be a person of influence within his country. Now today, in the United States of America, We have paganism and humanism, secularism, and it seems like we are immersed in pluralism and postmodernism, and, you know, we could go on and on with these terms. But God is needing men and women like you and I in our places of influence, listen to God like Gideon did, and know that we have the power through the gospel of Jesus Christ to transform within the marketplace. So this is a very, very contemporary application that we can see today with the historical culture of the Word of God in its context. Secondly, not only was Gideon a man in his country, 
but also he was a man in his community. Gideon responded, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel or my country? Indeed, my clan or family is the weakest in Manasseh. So here was a man, Gideon, who was part of a community which actually was one of the lesser parts or least influence within the country. And the world would say, and maybe even the institutional church, well, God is going to use those who are in the highest places, who have the most power and prestige, who have the most resources, financial, technical, or human, however you define it. God is going to call those type people to be transforming agents of the gospel in the marketplace. Well, here we see that Gideon was not only the least in his country, but he was also the least in his community. And so Gideon was a man that God called to a specific purpose, and it was to be a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ on that side of the cross. Now, today in our society, there has never been more of a need for salt and light. There has never been more of a need than for Christ's church to arise, to wake up, to be sober, and to see that there are those in the marketplace, there are those in our society who may never darken the doors of a church. They may never sit in a church pew. They may never come take some type of ordinance or sacrament within a church. But I tell you, Jesus Christ loves them and Jesus died for them. And so where they are in the marketplace is where God wants you and I to be those of influence during our culture within our community. And then there's the third observation. First of all, as we said, he was a man of influence within his country, the nation of Israel. Second, within his community. And now third, he was a man of influence within his clan or family. Now, one of the greatest challenges we have today in America is that of the family institution. There has been a breakdown in the tenets of our society because the family has become dysfunctional. Now, Adam and Eve were the first dysfunctional family in the fall in Genesis 3. Welcome to the club. You and I are all part of it. We've all paid our tuition to this dysfunctionality but I tell you, the family is an institution, is the bedrock of any society. And so here we see Gideon, who not only says, I'm the least in my country, I'm the least in my community, but I am the least in my family or clan. It is just that type of person that God calls to accomplish his purposes within the marketplace. Now, today, within our marketplace, we have families that are dysfunctional. We have those who are struggling with great stressors and pressures. And, you know, the family is broken down. Society is trying to redefine the family. And so there's never been a time like now in the 21st century that God has given us in our culture for us to pray that God will raise up more Gideons, more of those who may be the least or the youngest in their family, they may be at least significant in their community outwardly, but they are ones who God is preparing to be ministers in the marketplace. Here's a man of God, Gideon, who the Bible says was a man of valor. Here's a man that was called on a special operations assignment. 
It would be like a SWAT team assignment today where a special forces unit would go in and maybe even think of a covert type operation. Because really what we're talking about here is we're talking about a need for transformation in the marketplace, which is dominated by, in this world, the prince of darkness in so many ways. And this is not a battle of flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle, and Gideon was called as a man of valor to go forth in the power of God to be a person of influence in his country, in his community, and in his clan or family. And he was the person who would not have been chosen by the elite or the uh, aristocracy or those who would be making strategic leadership decisions. Here's a man that God found who was available and who said, I will commit my life to the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. We leave you with that thought. May God use you and me in the ministry in the marketplace. Still ahead on Ministry in the Marketplace. Rather than kind of running from what people know as the Memphis problems, we think we should engage that. We should be actively involved in serving that. The president of Harding Academy, Trent Williamson, shares his vision for Christian education in Memphis. Next. What is Ministry in the Marketplace? In some ways, the answer is self-explanatory, but defining the concept is essential to effective and efficient ministry. At GMF, we define it as a holistic approach to meeting people in the workplace, where they are, and guiding them to Jesus Christ. It's also encouraging them in their ongoing relationship with Him. We want our colleagues to know Christ personally, not to simply know more about Him. Someone has said, Marketplace Ministry is the army deployed by God in the spiritual war zone of the workplace. But this is a different kind of army. This army fights with spiritual weapons, and that's not hitting people over the head with the Bible. Remember, Jesus is described as a lion, a lamb, and a dove. We are to be as bold as lions concerning truth, as meek as lambs concerning our rights and gentle as doves in sharing and relating to people at our work. Learn more about Ministry in the Marketplace at gmfonline.org. That's gmfonline.org. This is Ministry in the Marketplace. Our Real Time in the Marketplace segment takes a look at how God is using men and women around the world who step out of the box, who courageously stand on God's Word, who reflect God's light, and apply their faith to their unique marketplace. For over 60 years, Harding Academy has been shaping young hearts and minds for the Kingdom of God here in the Mid-South. From their beginnings on Highland Avenue in 1952 to their current campuses in Memphis and Cordova. Today, our special guest on Ministry in the Marketplace is the new president of Harding Academy, Trent Williamson. Well, thank you for joining us today, and we have a very special guest, Trent Williamson, who is the president of Harding Academy in Memphis, Tennessee. Harding Academy is my alma mater and my wife, Ginger Sisson Hamlet's alma mater. 
Glad you're with us today, brother. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me. I'm glad to be here. Trent, we want to talk a little bit about Harding Academy, and you've been the president there now for around three years, and you've brought a new vision to the school, and you're building on a great legacy as a Christian school in East Memphis for many years. Would you just want to share your thoughts about Harding Academy and, and your leadership there? I would love to do that. We're in our 61st year. We've got, a, as you said, a very rich legacy and firm foundation in our community. And I say to people all the time, uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants, people who sacrificially gave uh, in a way to create a Christian school for the children of Memphis. That legacy is very important to who we are. And yet, it's a new day at Harding Academy. Uh, We have a lot before us that we believe God has called us to in His kingdom work. Especially in the context of Memphis, Tennessee, we think that we have a very unique opportunity to be a Christian school for our community. And uh, we're very, very excited about that. When I was a student there, I remember the solid fundamentals of Christian training and biblical principles within secondary education. One of the things I'm excited about is hearing your vision and actually things that you're doing on a missional basis. Harding is a community that really is looking different than it did in the past. Correct. And it's really looking more like Memphis in ways. And you're out really bringing Harding and the students into the community. Would you share with us about that? Absolutely. We, we say we want to be a school, Christian school in Memphis, for Memphis, that looks like Memphis. And as you know, the legacy and the histories of private education all across our land have really been used in times past to divide people. And we really feel called that as a kingdom school, we want to bring people together. So... Uh, We're committed to the biblical principles that we were founded upon. We still have Bible class every day. Uh, Our students worship in chapel. But as you said, we feel very proud that our school looks a lot like the city in which we live. Uh, We draw from a wide range of zip codes, uh, a wide range of family backgrounds, uh, racial backgrounds, and we really think that this is an important part of a student's education is understanding the world in which they live. So we feel like we're preparing them not only academically, but spiritually to be able to go out into the world and be positive influencers for the kingdom uh, in whatever endeavor they choose, hopefully coming back to Memphis to influence our community. So as we consider uh, ministry in the marketplace, it's not theoretical. It sounds like it's very practical. I tell you, it's so exciting to see a Christian school that uh, has diversity. And Harding has always been diverse in its student body with students from different Christian communities and churches. But it sounds like now under your leadership that there may be an acceleration here on really taking the gospel out in a missional way within the student's community life. That's what excites me. And so uh, your background, before you came to Harding, you were actually involved in a very uh, interesting ministry. Uh, It has the acronym MOST, Memphis Opportunity Scholarship Trust. That's correct. So this is what you were doing for many years before God called you to be the the new leader at, at Harding. I mean, that has a missional approach. Could you share with us that platform? Actually, uh, there, there were two ministries that I was a part of. Most, which is uh, Memphis Opportunity Scholarship Trust, was founded to give low-income children the opportunity to attend uh, the private school of their choice. So we provide partial tuition scholarships to families who qualify on a need basis to choose a school that their parents feel like is most adequate and mission-aligned for their family. 
It's really an exciting program that has been around since 1998 that now serves over 500 students in the Memphis community that attend pretty much every independent school in Shelby County. In the process of working with them, I became aware of a school called New Hope Christian Academy and was very blessed to be hired as the upper school principal there and then become the head of school there and served at New Hope for 11 years in the community of Frazier, again in which low-income kids were given the opportunity to have a college preparatory Christian education that would send them out after the sixth grade again into other independent schools. Harding Academy has always been one of the larger partners with New Hope Christian Academy, and we have a very great relationship with them and get some very fine students who uh, come to us with a basis of knowledge of the Bible, and understanding of the missional call that we have as God's people. And I think it's really important to understand that, you know, even given our legacy, which we're very proud of, we are not a church. Uh, We're a school uh, that represents a broad, diverse group of Christian heritages and faith. It's our kingdom calling, we believe, to connect with teenagers and young people in ways that are going to encourage them to go out, whatever they choose to do, as accountants, lawyers, physicians— and speak into that from a a Christian worldview, which will inform everything that they do. Well, Memphis needs that. The United States of America needs that, Trent. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And I pray that this missional approach within an independent Christian school will become contagious and will continue to go into different cities around our country. Now, I know at one time, the school previous leadership had considered possibly moving the campus. That's correct. Can you just share why that's not happening and your feelings on that? Absolutely. And I want to preface my comments by saying every school is called to a, a particular mission. And I have very dear friends who are leading efforts in schools all across Shelby County who are doing great work. At Harding Academy, we believed that it would be a unique calling that God has put upon our heart to be the private Christian school for Memphis, Tennessee. And and right now we're the only private Christian school that offers K through 12th grade in a co-educational setting left inside the city. And rather than kind of running from what people know as the Memphis problems, we think we should engage that. We should be actively involved in serving that. Well, it sounds like your culture and your experience before you came to Harding was just a laboratory for you to be used of the Lord in those platforms, but now be multiplied within a school that really does have a great witness and a great legacy within the East Memphis community. Trent, we are so thankful that you've been with us today. I want to encourage our audience, when you get a chance, why don't you put up their website? HardingAcademyMemphis.org. There we go. Thank you, Trent. Or... HardingLions.org, either one. You get your choice. Why don't you point and click, friend, and check them out, because we're thankful for all that God is doing through Trent's leadership at Harding. God bless you, Trent. Thank you so much for having me. Our guest today on Ministry in the Marketplace has been Trent Williamson, president of Harding Academy. Learn more about their mission at HardingAcademyMemphis.org or HardingLions.org. Coming up, another group impacting the future of young Memphians. I like about here coming at school uh, and homework center because uh, they help me in my homework. That's next on Ministry in the Marketplace. Evangelizing, equipping, empowering. 
It's the heartbeat of every endeavor GMF undertakes. One of GMF's strategies is to invest in real estate that provides safe, sanitary, affordable housing for low to moderate income people. Both social and spiritual services are extended to these communities. GMF provides empowerment rather than entitlement. Empowerment grows out of being adequately equipped with skills to break the generational cycle of poverty. GMF provides job training, after-school child services, dental and medical clinics, plus education for computer literacy, housekeeping, personal finance, as well as opportunities for spiritual growth. These services are provided at no cost to the residents and are completely voluntary. To learn how Global Ministries Fellowship is evangelizing, equipping, and empowering, visit gmfonline.org. That's gmfonline.org. This is Ministry in the Marketplace. Real World Impact. I come here because I want the persons, the teachers right here to help me in my homework. On Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday afternoons, over 100 students gather for homework assistance at the Hope Center located at GMF's Bent Tree Apartment Community in Whitehaven. I'm nine years old. I do math, science, uh, reading. Because someone took time to help these children, grades have risen and high school dropout rates have dramatically decreased. The Hope Center is a ministry of Hope Fellowship Baptist Church, which is actually located on the campus of Bent Tree Apartments. My name is Sandra Williams. I'm the wife of Pastor James Williams. Sandra Williams helped her husband start the church and this after-school ministry. And it sounds like they could use a little extra help. We help them with their homework during school seasons from uh, August all the way until May, and we need volunteers. In the beginning of the year, sometimes we have 100 students helping them with homework from K-2 all the way up to high school. And if you can add 2 plus 2, you can help us with the homework. It is a wonderful expression to see the children be successful. We also give out school supplies. We, we do school supplies from the time they begin in August all the way to May. We fill their back, uh, backpacks up so they will have no excuse for not doing projects or any type of homework. We'll skip poster boards, whatever is needed for a school project. Not only do the kids learn about reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they also learn about giving of themselves to others. On Saturday, we have Children in Action. It's a mission project where we teach children to do mission, give to mission, and pray for missionaries. We go to the nursing home and we sing to people in two different nursing homes, Whitehaven Manor and Bright Glade. The Williamses are making a huge difference at Bent Tree Apartments, and children are receiving academic and spiritual training thanks to people just like you who give a little bit of themselves for a child. If you'd like to learn more about the Hope Center, or if you'd like to volunteer your time to mentor a young person, or perhaps even donate some school supplies for the kids, you'll find more information in today's program notes at our website, gmfonline.org. Ministering in the marketplaces around the world, the sun never sets on the outreach of Global Ministries Fellowship. GMF is an independent faith-based organization working to empower, evangelize, and equip the underprivileged and marginalized in the U.S. and around the world. 
GMF is mission-driven. Mission-driven with the Great Commission to disciple the nations at the heart of every endeavor. GMF is holistic. Holistically using a broad and inclusive approach to meet individuals and communities at their point of need. GMF is strategic. Strategically using innovative methods to impact and engage today's new cultures with the never-changing love of Jesus Christ and the old-time gospel. To find out how Global Ministries Fellowship is meeting physical and spiritual needs around the world and right here in Memphis, visit our website, gmfonline.org. That's gmfonline.org. This is Ministry in the Marketplace. And now, with today's wrap-up, is Richard Hamlet. Well, dear friend, as we begin to wrap up this ministry segment today, I want to encourage you that God is a God who uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Now, Gideon is an example of a leader in the Word of God who responded within his culture, within adversity, within much spiritual darkness and he kept his eyes on God and he yielded himself to be an influence for the kingdom of God within his time. Now, today, it is such a time as now for God to raise up men and women, boys and girls to be not only heralds of the gospel but those who are actively influencing others within the kingdom of God and within the marketplace. So I want to pray with you right now because Unless God empowers you and enables you, this is an impossible task. But with God, this is not only possible, not only probable, it is certain. If you will yield to Him today. Dear God, I thank you so much for these listeners today. God, I pray for a special blessing in their life. And I pray, God, that you would give them courage and boldness like you gave Gideon in the Old Testament. I pray now, Lord, within their ministry influence, within their marketplace, that they would be used as instruments in your hand to be transforming individuals of change for the gospel of Jesus Christ within their markets. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by Global Ministries Fellowship. The goal of this program is to encourage creative ways to advance the gospel and to tell others about Jesus through non-traditional means. If you've discovered ways of sharing your faith that you'd like to share with us, we'd appreciate hearing from you. Our email address is info at gmfonline.org. If you're on Twitter, you can follow Richard Hamlet. His Twitter handle is at Richard Hamlet. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook. That'll keep you up to date with the latest that's going on here at GMF. And if you'd like to listen to this program again or perhaps catch up on past programs that you may have missed, you can find those available for you anytime at our website, gmfonline.org. Ministry in the Marketplace is produced by Rick Tarrant Productions in conjunction with Bot Radio Memphis. We hope you'll join us again next week when Richard Hamlet and Global Ministries Fellowship bring you another edition of Ministry in the Marketplace.